Welcome to Rebel Radio, the place to be for entrepreneurs who are hungry for impact and doing business their own way. I'm Cindy Van Arnhem, your rebellious leader for the healers and coaches willing to do what it takes to activate their limitless wealth through the power of self-mastery. The key to claiming your potential, trusting your wisdom, and creating infinite possibility in your world. I am so excited for yet another amazing Rebel Radio conversation with my friend, Christine Nicole, Boss Mama. Thank you for being on the show, Christine. Uh, Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Oh, gosh. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It is an honor. You were on my podcast a couple months ago, so it's really fun to get back on and chat with you. And a little bit about me is... You could say I've been a bit of a serial entrepreneur the last several years, probably since 2015. I first got into entrepreneurship when I decided I wanted to become a formulator of a skincare company. And I mean, that's that's its own story. But in the development of that company, I realized, wow, I have the ability, the power to turn an inspired idea into an actual career that would have seemed far-fetched. Maybe I have the power to support other would want to be entrepreneurs in packaging their interests, their skill set into their own unique career path as well. And over the years, that's kind of morphed and changed in, in terms of how I support other entrepreneurs. But as of perhaps the last couple of years, I specialize in supporting the women who are online coaches or wanting to become online coaches. Nice. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And always per- permission to pivot when you're an entrepreneur, right? Like skincare to coach is a big difference. So I love that. Totally. Yeah. So before we came live, I shared a little bit of your numerology with you. And I'm curious what your biggest like aha moment was about that. Okay. So you shared that I'm a three and I, I did already know I'm a three and the aspects about it that you shared some of them weren't, you know, a surprise, but the one that hit home in remembering is that because I amplify whatever I touch or focus on, it doesn't always mean I'm amplifying the things in life I want more of. It could be, am I focusing on the on the things I don't want more of, you know, and really stepping back and realizing the power of that and asking myself the question when certain thoughts may arise that I don't love, do I want more of this in my life? I love that. I love that. So good. Yes. I think that's a question that anybody could ask really, but really good for the ruling number three to just check in with that because you're constantly creating. That's your energy that you carry. I love that. Totally. So tell us a little bit about how self-mastery has supported you as an entrepreneur. Uh, this is such an interesting question because especially being a three of, oh, I'm interested in this. I'm passionate about that. Oh, that can be a business. That can be a business. I didn't <laughs> mention in, in what I shared earlier, I also was an en- energy healer for many years. And there was a point where I was all three of those things at once. So really spreading myself uh, all over the board. But where self-mastery has been an absolute uh non-negotiable in my life is learning the skill set of how to fully execute one endeavor at a time. Mm -hmm. And and, and that 
was actually quite a hard task for most people, not even just threes, because you're passionate about this. And, and then it starts feeling like, oh, I'm working on this again. Oh, what about that shiny object syndrome? I want to go over there. And for me, when I was getting blasted with all of my inspired ideas, and I had recently gone through my spiritual awakening back in 2013, th there was literally 25 ideas I had of how I could be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And it felt like I wasn't making headway on any of them for a solid year, maybe a year and a half, because my energy was too diluted over too many places at once. And, you know, I tell people we only have 100% to give. So if you're giving 10% to this, 10% to this, 10% of that, you're actually going to have no success in any of it. Unless you're living to be a thousand years old and you know, like time is of the essence, chop, 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 let's get on with it. So I had this powerful realization at the end of 2014, pick one thing that right now you're most passionate about, because if you're most passionate about it, that's the thing that you'll maintain energy to work on it, even when you don't feel like working on it. Yes. And, and so for me at that point in time, it was making a high vibration skincare line. It was mixing recipes with gemstone essences, charging with Reiki. It was bringing all the woo into like skincare. And that felt really good. But in all honesty, it took one year to fully execute. And I didn't dilly, dilly dally at it. I, I worked every weekend. I was in corporate at the time. I worked on it after work. And it took one year to get to completion. And then once it was established, I gave myself permission to work to become an energy healer. And then once that was established for several months, I then gave myself permission to become an online coach and digital course creator. So it may seem like, wow, I'm all over the place with things. But the only reason I was able to eventually do all of them is through that commitment of one thing at a time to full execution before shiny object syndrome distracted me. I love that so much. This is something that I speak speak to all the time with entrepreneurs is focus. Mm -hmm. Focus brings results. And if you're all over the place and oh, I got to do that and that and that and that, it's you. You. It's like trying to be a jack of all trades. You're a master mm -hmm. of none, right? Mm -hmm. And if you really want to be successful in your business, you need to be a master of one, and then the next, and then the next. I love that. That's so good. So. This terminology of self-mastery, it's like the definition of success. Nobody really has a, a defined piece for that. So I'm curious what self-mastery means to you. Oh, I mean, this might be annoying to some people, but really like the first thought that comes to mind is it's willingness to do what you don't always feel like doing. You know, I, I know in this in this online world and self-development, you know, in the spiritual community, sometimes there's this persona that you only have to do what in the moment feels best. And as right. long as you're always doing what feels best, you're going to have success. But for me, that hasn't been the case because there's plenty of times where it would have felt best to go get a massage, to go on another vacation, to lay in the sun. But then it's that reminder will it actually feel better in the grand scheme, not just the mm. microcosm, the macrocosm to dedicate more time today on this thing that's gonna feel so good to allow me to be a boss and, and that sovereignty in my own life one day ahead. 
Mm, yes, I love that so much because it, it brings you back to like thinking big picture rather than instant gratification, right? We live in an instant gratification society where it would be so much easier to go take a nap or have a massage or lay in the sun or go on a vacation. I wish we could go on a vacation right now. <laughs> but understanding and really focusing on that big picture vision and going, oh, yeah, but actually doing my bookkeeping right now gets me closer to that. Yeah. And I, I, I'll get, I'll be honest with you. I give myself incentives. I don't just mm -hmm. do things that are hard and that's that. I'll tell myself on bookkeeping day, oh, after this, it's going to feel so good to do what, you know, something enjoyable that I, I'm not going to do until I do that task that feels a little bit more painstaking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. Rewards, rewards. They work yeah. great. Bring them on. <laughs> <laughs> so here at Rebel Radio, we love self-mastery, but we also love wealth. And uh, wealth is another word that doesn't really have a definition. So I'm curious what wealth means to you. Mm. So the one word, the one word that comes to mind for sure is freedom. Yes. And then I know with freedom, we could say, well, what's the definition of freedom? <laughs> for sure, it's subjective because everyone's interpretation of what freedom means to them is going to be different. But for me, for my personality type, and I know a lot of listeners or viewers, is the ability to do what I want to do for work, the ability to work for myself, the freedom to work from home. Mm -hmm. And it's not even something like I want. It's not even a want. I'm going to say it's a need. I did a, I did a post just a few hours ago talking about how I'm a highly sensitive person and empathic. And so it's literally a necessity to my energy type to have the freedom to work in an environment that really accommodates me and allows me to feel my best. And in and, and feeling that way, I'm actually able to then earn more money because I'm not dreading driving back to the office in rush hour, you know? Yeah. And I know a lot of people will say, you know, well, freedom allows you to travel or, or wealth allows you to travel and see the world. Those things are great. And for me, those are that's those are perks. But I mean, even transitioning to being a new mama just four months ago, knowing that I'm able to run my business from home and that there's no like mat leave isn't going to expire. And then I have to leave and be away from my yeah. child. That that sense of uh, freedom that comes from a certain level of wealth or monergy is priceless. Monergy. I love that word. <laughs> That's it's good. Energy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I mean, exactly that being a new mom, you don't have to go and commute. You don't have to leave your precious baby. You don't have to go back to corporate. You have the ability and the freedom and the wealth to be able to work from home, be with your child. Like that's everything. That is everything. I know that I would have anxiety right now if it was looming in the distance. Oh, I got to go back to that place. Oh, I got to go back to the place. It would probably take me out of being present, knowing that I don't have a sense of sovereignty over my choices. Yeah. Yeah, that's so powerful. I love that. So as an entrepreneur, what's one thing you wish every entrepreneur knew? Thing I wish every entrepreneur knew. Oh. My you guests know, always love these one thing questions. You know what I'd say? Uh, and this is so interesting because this is something 
like I, I know it and I've actually said this answer before, mm. but it's only as of lately, I have gone from knowing it to believing it at a cellular level. You know mm. what I mean? And what that is, is no, is like in my cells, knowing that my worth and my value actually isn't sourced from being an entrepreneur. Yes. Because I, you know, I've gone down a slippery slope of, oh, wow, I hit this milestone in my business, like gold star for me, pat on the back. And, and, and even though I knew better, I can see patterns of intertwining Oh, my income bracket, this, oh, certain amount of self-worth. Oh, my income bracket went to this. Does that mean less, less self-worth? Really powerful year, less good year. Is that a change in my self-worth? And what this transition to motherhood has afforded me is I, right now I'm not working near as much. I actually, uh, like April and May and possibly June, I, I'm doing my own mat leave. And so I'm with the feeling of not producing Mm -hmm. And being like, I don't, I don't know if the right word is forced, but, but my life circumstance is, is putting me in this experience where it's like, I have no choice, but to, but to embody this concept that my worth has nothing to do with being an entrepreneur. It's a facet of me and that's yeah. it. Oh, yes, I love that so much. It's so easy for us as entrepreneurs to attach those two together. Because mm -hmm. if I'm of service to the world, and if I'm helping people and doing these things, and that intrinsically means that's my worth. Yeah. But you're a human being, not a human doing. And your actions don't determine your worth. Yeah, you, you got that right. And it's interesting, because not only am I a three in numerology, for those familiar with the Enneagram, I'm a three in that too, which is like the, the, the cliche of that is that personality type is a human doing, not a human being. That's what they actually call it, the right. achievement. And so it's been a very, very powerful lesson for me to integrate um, letting go of how much I'm actually working as an entrepreneur right now. <laughs> I love that, which it takes you to a whole nother level of self-mastery, right? <laughs> So what's something that you've discovered about yourself on this journey of being an entrepreneur? Oh, let's see. You know what? I something that comes to mind is I like in school, elementary, high school, all the things university, I never viewed myself as one of the more established or smart intelligent people you know i got by but i didn't feel extra confident about my own intelligence compared to you know the a plus students mm -hmm. and so this this journey of being an entrepreneur i realized i actually do have a high level of intelligence it just has to be for the right things so where mm -hmm. i had challenges studying you know, maybe there was some attention deficit going on there. Um, it, it's not that I what like I've learned. It's not that I wasn't a intelligent person. I just have my energy reserves <laughs> dedicated to things that really inspire me and are worth that focused learning. And so, yeah, I think just my perspective of my own intelligence level has shifted from being kind of like, you know, just making it by or, or you know, 
kind of like getting through with whatever need, like the bare minimum to realizing like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really good at this and I can thrive and excel. Yeah, I love that so much. And it, there's a quote, I'm totally going to butcher this quote, but it's something about, you know, testing an elephant and a fish the same way yeah. and expecting them to have similar results. It's like this cookie cutter system that we've created for our society where you go to school and you're supposed to learn all of the subjects and do all the things. And that's your level of intelligence and you're graded on that. That's absolute bullshit. Yeah, because it's there's absurd. Yeah, it's absurd. And I think that's really important for us to know moving forward as we're building new systems and creating a new world for ourselves is what if we created an education system that allowed kids to learn the things they wanted to learn? <laughs> the world would change pretty darn quick, right? right? Yeah. The amount of yeah. innovation that would be brought to the world. Absolutely. The amount of, the, the amount of young brains operating from permission granted permission granted to explore that to learn about that to delve into that permission granted to explore imagination imagination is yes. one of the greatest gifts possible it's what yes. creates everything we see and it's the first thing that society turns off sit down be quiet pay attention stop daydreaming pay attention yes, yes. And, and memorize, memorize things memorize stuff that doesn't even matter like, think about that. There's no imagination accessed when you're just memorizing dates of past events. Right? That are probably <laughs> inaccurate anyways. Totally. <laughs> and we could totally restructure the education system on this podcast right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So if you could share anything with our audience about, you know, current events, what's going on in the world, the chaos that we're seeing, what would you share with our audience? Ah, let's see. Well, I know. So what's going on in the world is definitely a more interesting phase, right? And That's a lovely way of putting it. For, for me, in all honesty, where I live, there's been, you know, a, another lockdown. So to some extent, a feeling of loss of freedom of being able to leave the house and go places, interact with people, especially being a new mom, you already feel very isolated. So that's a double whammy to me. And so something that I remind myself, and I'm sure other people would benefit from reminding themselves is that everything is in motion nothing is ever stationary every particle every everything and so things aren't going to remain this way like maybe some people are having an amazing moment right now and that's awesome but i, I guess i'm speaking more to people who might be like ah enough of this already and mm -hmm. it's like there will be a transition it's impossible for there not to be a shift and pivot and a new chapter you know our, like our lives it's a massive book and it's full of so many different chapters. And sometimes when we're in a chapter that feels a little sticky, it feels like that's the end of the book, but there's so much more to come. Yes, yes, absolutely. One of my favorite expressions when things are a little bit bumpy, this too shall pass. I thought about saying that just a second ago. I was like, nope, that is too cliche. <laughs> and here I come up with the cliche. Cindy, I almost got a tattoo of that on my back. 10 years mm -hmm. ago and I didn't because I thought it was too cliche, but, but it really, it really is so paramount that concept. It is. It is. Yeah. And you know, the, for those of us that are having amazing moments, this too shall pass. We're going to go up and down. That's just the way life works. And just being able to embrace that and ride the wave. 
It's so yeah. cool. Look at all these cliches that are coming out of my mouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel cheesy. All right, Christine, I want to thank you for being on the show. I feel like I could talk to you all day long about this stuff. But as always, we end the show with one last question. What do you dream of for the world? Mm. My dream for the world would be for everyone to have the opportunity to expand their consciousness, raise their frequency, their vibration, because I know the ripple effect of that will be them having the most amazing life, but then everything and everyone around them improving to some degree as well. Yes. The environment, the animals, I mean, the list goes on and on. It's an infinite ripple effect when the frequency of the planet raises. Yes, oh, love it so much. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having Thank you for joining us for another epic episode of Rebel Radio. If you feel so inspired and you wish to help out another entrepreneur, share this episode out, leave a review, and of course, if you want to know how to leverage this information, visit my website, cindyvanarnum.com, and where you can discover who you are, what you want, and how to get it. Thanks for joining us, and I'll see you next week.